and uh, we saw Mavita win at Bendigo, and this was really, really impressive. Have a listen to this. It's a length and a half to the Khan, who's giving ground. Then followed further back to Zelina Warrior, who's done plenty of bullocking. Bold Jackal's into the clear, but Mavita's three lengths in front now. Bold Jackal out wide. Down the in the centre was Eagle Victory getting out. It's all Mavita, though, with 200 metres to go. It's going to win by a cricket pitch. It's out by eight lengths. Second placing, Bold Jackal. Eagle Victory. Redivo's coming from the back, but Mavita is going to absolutely street them. She hasn't let it go. I said she cut the ribbons loose. I don't think she did. At one by eight. Well, that was Mavita winning very, very easily at Bendigo on the weekend. Pat Carey, the trainer, is with us. G'day, Pat. Yes, thanks. Uh, nice to nice to be with you, uh, Sean. Now, that horse on the weekend trotted in untouched. Did that surprise you? Look, uh, it, not really. It didn't surprise me that she won. Um, obviously, the margin was a little bit flattering, but... We were very, very keen to get her onto a big track, big striding mare, and, uh, you know, your typical average maiden, and she uh, made took all of the advantage of Bendigo can offer you. Pat, I mean, you can say it's a typical average maiden, but you don't see horses win any race by 10 lengths and untouched. No, but we, we've had a couple of progressive stayers that have, you know, won in, in a manner like that. So you'd have to... Um, you know, obviously, I'd like to see uh, more evidence in the future, but we'll just take it through the normal channels. G'day, Pat. It's Matt Nevitt here. Congratulations on the victory yesterday with uh, Mavita. She was very impressive. She's um, she's a five-year-old mare by Crowded House. Um, tell us a little bit about her backstory. Okay. This this mare, um, Mavita, is a homebred of Trevor Delroy. He brought Crowded House out to Australia, and for anyone who ever watched his uh, win... Um, he won the um, the Racing Post Trophy at Doncaster, which is a Group One race for two-year-olds. Same race, High Chaparral won, um, and other horses. Camelot might have won it as well. So it was a good sort of benchmark race for Colts, and uh, he broke down. So we never saw he didn't race again in England. He Trevor purchased him, brought him out to Australia, and Chasani was a homebred mare, homebred mare of his, which was by Helenus. And uh, if you look at the big scopey type of mare that Embita is, she's very much what we see in the Helena stock. So she was a handy mare, Kasani. She won at Flemington Melbourne Cup Day. Um, you know, won four or five races. So that's the background to her pedigree. But she's uh, five-year-old and uh, was held back a bit through a couple of, um, you know, niggling type of injuries as a young horse, predominantly to her back and... and uh, they worked very hard at the farm to get her right, and um, you know the uh, the end result is she's you know in good order now to go on with her racing career. Kasani was a strong mare. She won from eighteen hundred to uh, two thousand, I think it was, or twenty two hundred. She was a good, strong, staying mare. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, you know, she was part of Trevor's breeding program, so this is sort of like full circle, and um, you know, it's the same breeding program that brought us Ethiopia and horses like Gondokoro and, and um, Cedarburg. So, you know, he's got a, a, a he's got a, a deep interest in the types of mares that he breeds and who they breed to. And um, you know, it's um, he takes it he takes it the full gamut. And the good thing is he's patient like you. Well he's um, he is He's a rare breed, 
of owner breeder these days who races horses on his own and uh, breeds them. Um, he's fortunate. He's fortunate enough to have the the right properties and the right staff to be able to, you know, put the background in, you know, this background into horses and uh, development. And um, you know, it, it's a costly exercise, but he's um, he's got the resources to do it, and he does it the way he wants to do it, which is, as I said, it's uh, unusual for people to to do it in that manner. So, Pat, what do you do with Mavita now? She's obviously four runs into this preparation. Do you take advantage of the, the summer tracks? Is that what she's looking for? Uh, my, my gut feeling is that I'd like to just see her with a touch of give in the track. So, obviously, um, you know, we monitor tracks, how well they get watered as to, you know, as against the climate and what, what, what the weather's going to do to tracks. So, you know, we tend to avoid very ultra-firm tracks with these type of horses. And um, if it means you've got to scratch them, you scratch them. And hopefully you don't get fined. Well, hopefully you don't get fined. Um, obviously, that's an issue that's on the table at the moment. Um, non-acceptance fees, for instance, mm. sake, which is uh, something that's uh, high on the agenda with trainers. Matter of fact, as I'm speaking to you, I'm going to a meeting today where that's the main topic and... Uh, Clearly, it's it's the point of difference that Victoria has where we adopted a free entry system and to, you know, make racing more attractive and to keep owners, you know, to keep owners' uh, transactions down. So it's it was a very successful um, adoption and, you know, to have that, under under scrutiny and the question, and to have the you know risk the possibility of racing Victoria taking that away from us uh, in favour of a non acceptance fee um, is not seen as is not seen uh, in the right light by trainers and owners for that matter unanimously they favoured the free nomination system. Uh, Pat, a couple of questions on that from me. Um, how much consultation was there with? trainers on this issue before Racing Victoria made the announcement that they would be going ahead with this next year? Look, uh, we are currently under a a three-month trial period um, to see uh, if the the numbers of nominations will reduce, which it won't, because the very nature of the the pre-nomination system separates it from every other state in Australia. So, you know, what we don't, what we sacrificed, was a starter subsidy system, and by by moving away from a starter subsidy system, uh, you know, um, a starter subsidy system to a free nomination system, we did away with all these transactions where owners were given money and then you gave it back in terms of a, a nomination acceptance fee. So, along with that. The trainers successfully negotiated to get prize money down, down the paid down to ten, which gave everyone a, a, a good slice of the pie, and uh, it would be seen as uh, a step in a negative direction if we were to lose that system. What I, I can't see the positive in it. Can you see a positive in it? Look, I always thought Victoria considered itself the benchmark leaders of racing in Australia. And this was 
groundbreaking to get this through. And, you know, if we're going to be the benchmark, if we're going to be the benchmark and, uh, you know, considered to be the leaders of, of, of this industry, we have to adopt this system. We have to make racing affordable to reach everyone and make it get more people involved. Because it all goes back to one pocket, and that's the owner, isn't it? Well, um, in terms of in terms of affordability, you're right. But you know, there's a lot of people, um, there's a lot of people who are in the fabric of racing. I mean, you know, we look at the shareholders of the TAB who get it. You know, we need the punters out there who create our revenue. You know, it's 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 all encompassing. Now, finally, how did Mavita pull up? I reckon the way she she looked like she wouldn't blow the candles out in the three-year-old's birthday cake after she pulled up at the end of that. Well, yeah, she pulled up good somewhere between Bendigo and Mornington. She lost her shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, she's out in her paddock today. and uh, She's out in her paddock, and uh, even though we've got a little bit of rain drizzling on the peninsula, it's... Um, it's a good spot for her to be today. Yeah, well, she knows how to find the winning post with a big margin behind her. So looking forward to seeing what she can do at her next start. Is there anything yeah. else on the agenda today, Pat, uh, that we should uh, should be asking you about? Oh, look, we've got only a small... T- look, my team is um, reduced. Um, I'm, I'm like most trainers. In the middle, we're feeling the squeeze. Uh, there's a polarisation of owners gravitating towards the big trainers. And... Uh, you know, it seems to be experience doesn't count for much. So I've uh, my team's reduced, but I'm well supported by a couple of breeders like Steve Watkins and Trevor Delroy and another band of loyal people. But Steve Watkins has got a couple of nice horses, including um, Crestani and Clarity. Clarity uh, one on debut at Mooney Valley's good, quite a promising filly. And Crestani he always puts his hand up. Um, so we've got a couple of nice horses there to look forward. Who dares is another one. And what about at the trainers' meeting? Anything else there that you'll throw on the table to stir them up with, Pat? Oh, look, um, you know, we're there. We're good listeners, <laughs> and uh, it's up to us to ask the right questions. Right. Yeah, we look forward to hearing all the feedback. Uh, Pat, well done again with the uh, victory of Mavita. Good luck this afternoon with the meeting. Thank you very much.